This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need to know what's happening, it's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. You know the ball's going to Nico Collins most of the time. They couldn't do anything about that. Um, they couldn't. They couldn't create pressure on Stroud, whether they blitzed or or whatever. You know, like Miles Garrett, Sadari Smith, those guys gave you nothing in terms of pass rush. Jim Schwartz couldn't find a way to rattle this rookie quarterback in his first playoff game. He couldn't affect him. Couldn't get him off the spot. Like. You know, I just I had a hard time kind of figuring out what to make of the, the Browns defensively because how great can you be when you give up 29 points a game on the road? And take the pick sixes out of it. This was embarrassing for them. Yes. Like, period. Yeah. Like, defensively, this was embarrassing. But it's not totally out of character, either. Like, that's why I love this as an over game, because I thought both teams are going to get, you know, I thought both teams are going to get to 27, at least, probably. Like, I thought this game, you know, starts at 50, you know, whatever, 54 for me. Uh, you know, they're going to have, like, what, 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 what they're going to have a lot of self-scouting to do and a lot of reflecting. Like, why, why was this this persistent? Like, how can this be? What? Why are our splits this extreme? What is? What's the deal with that? And I don't. I don't want to hear that PJ Walker turned the ball over in week five. Like, no, no, we're past that. Like, I get it. Okay, that. Yeah, that's yes. All that happened. We did play a, a first half of the season without a real quarterback. Then we played with a guy who was leading the league in passing touchdowns and you know passing yards, and we still couldn't get stops when we needed them on the road. Um, as for the Texans part of it, man, what what a what a coronation of everything that has gone on there. You know, really, you, you take it back to this time a year ago, right? And the hiring of D'Amico Ryans. And then what looks like it's going to be an epic draft class. Whatever they do from here on out is, you know, is gravy. Like for, for them to have got that first win out of the way and done it against an experienced quarterback and an experienced staff and to have done it in the 
completely comprehensive way they did it bodes incredibly well for their future and you know now they don't just have a regular season foundation to build off of they've got a postseason foundation cj stroud is uh slowly becoming one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch oh yeah as the season has progressed so we talked about uh jordan love 16 to 21 stroud was 16 to 21 as well 274 three touchdowns no picks very similar stats right we're not putting all that pressure on him to throw the ball. We're throwing it when we need to. He's executing. It's like he doesn't need to throw it 45 times. Now, the two pick sixes helped. But I just think, like, in a game like this, and this is why, Jason, I agree. Why didn't they just come after him? Let's just go after him like crazy and make him, force him into maybe some mistakes. And I thought they kind of played reserved. I just didn't feel yeah. like they did enough of that, right? I'm watching the Bucks last night. And the Bucs were just like, we don't give a damn. We're oh, coming yeah. after Jalen. We're coming yeah. after Jalen. He's got to make a decision. Nothing was working. And that's what I thought the Browns might do, which is probably what the Ravens will do this weekend. But I just that's that was kind of the weird thing for me is like I just didn't feel like they got after him enough. Well, I, I think, you know, Jim Schwartz felt like his group up front could do some damage against an offensive line that had been a little jittery lately. Um, you look at the Texans. They're way up there among the league leaders in false starts, uh, procedural penalties on that offensive line. You know, even Tunsil, who's who's been a stud for the most part, he had been flinching and jumping lately. Now, if you really dig down, most of that's on the road, um, not as much at home. But yeah, they they no matter what, he could not generate pressure on that young quarterback. And game flow certainly mattered because, again, as you pointed out. They, they won going away and only had to throw the ball 20 times. So if that's a 35 drop, you know, 30, whatever, a 42 drop back day with 35, 37 attempts, does it come out, you know, does it play out a little differently? Does the defense manage to, to get a couple of sacks and a pick or something like that? I mean, we'll never know because he didn't have to. But really – that defense had like you want to you want to get those guys early. You don't want them to get the crowd even further behind them, right? You that's a big play offense that yeah. you don't want to allow to pick up some chunk plays and bring the crowd to life early. The, defensively, Schwartz had to win that first half, big sixes or not, and that stuff really came later. And that didn't happen. They didn't exert their will early. They didn't look like the better unit early. Um, and yeah, I'm with you. They felt I felt like they were on their heels. Jason, one last thing about this game, and then we got to talk about Tua, the Dolphins, and the Chiefs advancing, which I think is going to be an epic game this weekend, guys. Chiefs at Bills. The weird thing about that Texans game is seeing Deshaun Watson on the sideline. Was that a little weird? Wasn't that weird? Like, knowing all that had happened, yeah. and Flacco's playing, and he's on the sideline, and he's in Houston, and it was just like, I, I don't know. I, you know, it was that was the weirdest thing to me. Yeah, and look, that's another team where life comes at you fast and you're on this magic carpet ride with this guy you brought off your couch. But, like, how do those interpersonal dynamics know? I, I would tell you this with complete authority. There, there ain't no fiber of Deshaun Watson's body that wants Joe Flacco back in that quarterback. Oh, next year. I guarantee it. I now, whether they capitulate to that, you know, whatever. Heck, and this is all on the, on the owner, Haslam, because he's the whole reason. That that, you know, despicable human being is there in the first place. But, like, 
I don't know where Haslam's going to be on this. Like, do you are, do you want to do you want to try to prove that you were right? You weren't right, and and it's only mm-hmm. degrees of how wrong you were with that acquisition and that contract. Just go look at what those picks have turned into in Houston, right? And and, and oh. go look at where Cleveland yeah. is, and what Cleveland's offense looks like now for a two year sample size with Deshaun Watson. It ain't pretty. Um, and he spent a lot of money the last few years, and, and there's going to be some cap casualties and all that now. Like, where are they really as a franchise? Like, that again, that offense never looked like that with, with Watson, and it never will. But, like, are they willing to put somebody in that quarterback room who actually would be a threat to getting a chance to play and then going on the kind of run where Watson suffered a two-week injury, but it's week four, and you're still making up lies and excuses about his injury to justify <laughs> why he's on the bench. You know, I don't know if they're open to the, that dynamic. This shows you that if you're a Browns fan, you, they, they damn sight better be. But I just don't think that's how Haslam rolls. So, you know, it'll probably be the P.J. Walkers of the world around him next year. Mm-hmm. And I hope you enjoyed this. Just, you ain't going to be in the playoffs next year if that's the case. Like, I, I'm just telling you, like, Good luck with that. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. You're you're going to get to year four of this deal and have nothing out of it with Deshaun Watson. That, that, I mean, it's staring you yeah. down the barrel, right? Like, seriously, you, you've gone through two. You're about to go. You're about to get to year four. You're, you should have competed for three championships and all that with all the things. Oh, that yeah. Got. I'm just – this is going to get really interesting with the Browns. But we've got all offseason to talk about it. Let's talk about the last game. Uh, as far as Super Wildcard Weekend, it's in the huddle, guys. Subscribe, like us, tell your friends, and more importantly, uh, you can watch us on YouTube at In the Huddle Pod. Dolphins only score seven points. Jason, complete fraud. I mean, like against these better teams, and I'm, I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about the weather. Who cares? Yeah. The weather was the weather. But when you play these better teams, they just never really played well at all this year. Mm-hmm. Now. The big offseason decision is going to be what you do with Tua. Again, another discussion. But the Chiefs' defense shut them down. And I thought, you know, for the most part, like, Rice, this is a kid Baldy's been talking about, right? He catches 130 yards, a touchdown. This was like his coming out party. Yeah. No, he's he's the main thing in that in that offense right now. He's he's the main cog. I think what he said, five catches or more in seven straight games, 57 receiving yards or more. It's six straight. Um, he's had at least nine targets in six of their last seven games. Uh, yeah. Um, Mahomes' passer rating when he throws to Rice is like 130. I mean, think about that versus the rest of that wide receiving group. Um, he doesn't have an interception yet this season throwing to Rice. Uh, think about the rest. Think about what happens when he throws to Valdez Scantling or when he throws to Kadarius yeah. Tony, right? Or, yeah. When he throws to some of these other Jamokes, like so that's a big deal. So he's earned he's earned Mahomes trust. Like I know he's gonna catch the ball or the ball's gonna hit the ground. Um, 
when I throw his way. The Dolphins, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's not surprising, right? Like it's, that's going to be a low scoring game and they're going to lose. Um, The injuries are massive. Like I I don't want to like the weather I'm with you, but you know, injury wise, they, 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 they lost a lot, but I felt like Vic Fangio on the defensive side who dealt with a lot more than the offense did felt like his group battled and scrapped. And, and he at least threw some junk at them. He came up with some simulated pressures and he came up with some blitzes that at least got a ball knocked down on third down, you know, that kept forcing them to kick field goals, waiting to see if the offense could come to life. And it never did. I mean, they had one, in one explosive play, the touchdown to Hill, which was a busted play and an underthrown ball. And that was it. I mean, there was no verve. There was no, uh, like, innovation. Like, there was nothing. Um, And really, the whole second half of the season, the offense, you know, never got back to the heights it did, playing mostly home games against mostly bad teams in the first half of the season. Uh, You know, like, we could talk about Mostert's injury. Unfortunately, Raheem Mostert's been hurt a lot. That's why Raheem Mostert's not left San Francisco. He was an awesome fit there too, but they couldn't keep him on the football field. You know, so like, are, are, you know, is that run game? And then, you know, a change, great story. How many times was that guy soft tissue, this or that or the other? So, all right, well, if that's your backfield, that's your backfield. Um, the quarterback has limitations. He just does. Um, you know, I'm sure they'll pay him. I don't think it'll be a top eight contract, top seven contract, but I also don't think he's going anywhere. Like, you can win a lot of regular season games with him. Yeah. I don't I don't think you're slaying the dragon with him. 